You're listening to Creative Thursday, episode number 216. Welcome to Creative Thursday with Marisa Ann Cummings. We're talking all things life, business, and creativity intended to inspire and empower you wherever you are on your creative journey, both personally and professionally. Thank you for listening. Hi, hello, it's Marisa here coming to you on the last day of 2020. Wow, okay, where do we even begin? Um, hmm, well, I will begin with some really happy news and also just a very special thank you and shout out for all your love and your messages. Oh my goodness. Who knew? Who knew if you just, you know, wanted to get your most liked post on Instagram ever, you just had to get engaged. Who knew? Oh my goodness. I kid. I kid. I really do kid. I am so, well, Sean and I are so moved by your outpouring of congratulations and sweet messages. And I told him we We can never split up. We can never get divorced. We will let down so many people who believe in us and who have supported us over the years. And so if you don't know the news, we are engaged. Oh my goodness. After, truthfully, it's almost 17 years. It'll be 17 years in March. And so it's technically 16 years. And Sean surprised me over Christmas. And I had stalled. I had stalled our gift opening until like at the very end of Christmas Day. I always get a little bit of depression when Christmas is over. I love the holiday so much, not just for gift giving, but I just, I love the spirit of the season and for what it's always meant to me. And so I like to draw it out as long as I can. And little did I know at the very end, drawing it out even further, Sean surprised me. And maybe if you'd like, we can talk about (laughs) that experience because I think Sean has some interesting insight having been a bachelor for a very long, long time. Um, He has some interesting insight that you might enjoy. I certainly want to have him come on the podcast and we can talk to you. You know, back in the day, we hosted the Creative Coconuts together. In fact, I was going through my old blog. You can find it at blog.creativethursday.com. I was going through, together we were going through posts because we were trying to find a video, which I'm going to share with you. The very first time that I recorded video for myself on the computer. I have a video of that and Sean is a part of it and it still makes us laugh hysterically. It's very short, but I've got to share it with you from the archives. So we were going through all of those posts and looking at videos and just remembering, oh my goodness, how much I've done for Creative Thursday. Sean has been with me from the beginning of this journey, the very beginning, it was like Creative Thursday started 
officially and Sean and I started officially. So he is a huge support behind the scenes. I don't really bring my personal life into the business too much, into the business side. Certainly I've talked about our fertility journey and I've opened up about very personal things, but I don't really talk a lot about it. And there are a number of reasons for that that I'll go into on another day. But one is I've been married before. And so this will be a second marriage for me. And when you have something end, the thought of involving people in that process is really not something you want to do again. It's always very exciting when it's the beginning of something. And certainly we assume and we hope this is a lifetime commitment for both of us. But, you know, life is what it is. And, and, and it is always, well, I always invite people to choose whatever feels best for them as the journey unfolds. And so we really just never know how anything turns out. And I know that you know that. And I'm not trying to go down some rabbit hole. I'm just wanting to share with you why I've kept my personal life to myself more so than I maybe would have in the earlier stages of my adulthood and my relationships. I also tend to shy away from talking too much about friendships and social gatherings within my social media, interestingly enough. So I've definitely kept a line there for a long time. I think I used to do more of it in my blog. All of that to say, I'll share more with you going forward. And I would love to, well, Sean and I have had plans for him to come on the podcast a few times. And why am I pausing? Because I'm thinking of a number of things we want to talk about. We used to speak a lot together and it reminded me of how much Sean has been a part of your lives as well. He's been a part of the Creative Thursday story and experience there. He was one of my first guests on the podcast. I think it's Gosh, in the early 50s episode, maybe 52, 53, I don't have all the episodes in front of me, but you can hear Sean's story there. And then we also came on and talked about Valentine's Day. That's why I thought it might be fun to talk about engagements, according to Sean. And I've promised for a long time, (laughs) Juliet, I am thinking of you. I promised for a long time that Sean would come on and talk about his secrets to aging gracefully because he's kind of an anomaly. (laughs) He's kind of amazing. And I think he has so, I don't think I know he has so much to share that would really inspire you. So we're working on that. And if you have questions for us, of course, always feel free to DM me because one of the other podcasts I want to have is just to talk about timing because what does it mean to get engaged after almost 17 years, right? So many times we think that our timeline has to look a certain way because it did for everybody else. And I honestly think that the timing could not be more perfect. And anyway, that is not what I am here to talk to you about for this podcast, but I just have to give you a very big heartfelt thank you and appreciate all the love that you sent us. It was, it really 
surprised me. <laughs> Not that I don't feel that people don't care out there. It's just a reminder that we all have a lot going on. And for momentous occasions, we take time and acknowledge them. And sometimes when you're on social media in particular, it can feel like, honestly, it can sometimes feel like you're talking to not many people. And then you have something to share and you realize there's a lot of people <laughs> that you are talking to from all all parts of your life. It was really, really special. And so thank you. Again, it was such an exciting part of this holiday. So I am recording this in real time, clearly right before the end of the year. And today I want to talk to you about the be, do, have model. Do you know that one? Are you familiar with it? I heard it from a mentor, James Wedmore, who learns from a mentor, Jim Fortin, and I believe that it's actually very prevalent in all kinds of teachings, all kinds of teachings, from scientific to how our brain works, to more spiritual teaching, to I'm sure you can find it in traditional uh, religious text. I mean, when you look at the wisdom and philosophers over the years, when you look at the collective wisdom of humanity, a lot of the messages are the same. They're just packaged through a new voice, a, a different a different approach, a slightly different approach, but the concepts aren't really new. But sometimes you just hear it from someone in a way where it really sinks in. And because I have definitely lived by the model of the, well, when I have it, then I'll be it, then I'll do it model. I think it's backwards. I'm not even remembering specifically because I'm so committed to the be, do, have model, which says you first have to be, become the person you will be when you have what you think you want to get you there. Does that make sense? So if you want to be in a relationship, perhaps, and you're single, and the idea is that you would go ahead and feel what it feels like to be part of a couple, if that means that you just feel more secure, you feel safer, you feel cared for, how can you begin to have those feelings now? Like for me, it's obviously something I'm in practice with, right? If I want to have a family, how do I feel more of that now? And I know it can seem counterintuitive. If you want to make more money, how do you feel a sense of abundance now, even if your bank account doesn't reflect it? Even if you're sitting alone on your sofa, for yet the whatever hundredth, thousandth time, even if you wanted to have a child for 20 years like me, how do you do that? And that's not the challenge, but maybe, I mean, it can feel a little bit challenging, but that is the answer. How do you start selling art or how do you feel like someone who sells all of their art even if you haven't started selling yours. So it asks more of the uh, asks more of you than the traditional well, you take these steps and you do the thing and then you get the thing. 
And it's not that you don't take steps, you do. But you're going to take very different steps when you're not coming from a place of panic, resentment, bitterness, lost dreams. That's a very different person than someone who has internally fulfilled their dreams. And the truth is that when you start to live from that place, the actual fulfilling of the dream becomes a little bit less significant. And that is because you're already experiencing it now because so much of it is in our minds and how we perceive what's going on around us and how we interpret our current circumstances and reality. So this could be the part of the podcast where you're like, "Mm, Marisa can't do it. And I totally invite you to check out if it's not your philosophy. And I would love to back up everything I'm saying with a ton of facts, but just go read the power of your subconscious mind from the sixties. Ignore the fact that it was a little bit more of a male dominated time when the book was written, or if you're not religious, ignore the fact that there are a lot of references to God, which to me is a very universal symbol um, that, uh, that applies to so much in this world. But wherever you are on all of that, do a little bit of research. It's not just an idea. It's about how our subconscious mind actually works and processes information, which is something I've been studying quite a lot this year. And why? Because as I was starting to tell you, I've done it. I've done the action route. Even when I was learning spiritual practices that would encourage this of me, I just thought, yeah, but I just feel better taking action because at least I know I've taken action. And certainly that is a pathway there because it's not about not taking action. It's about taking inspired action from a healthier mindset than one of fear, pressure, panic, stress, to which you might be saying, well, Marisa, you know, what on earth are you talking about? This has just been a brutal year for many people. And it has. I'm not suggesting that ever that these are light switches that you flip on or off unless you want them to be. And you just want to start making a decision to do something differently. It didn't work for me. It worked for me to a point. I reached a certain level of success, but I cost some parts of my health. I definitely, um, today, I'm not saying I put my relationship in danger, but I did. And we've had lots of conversations about that, about just how much focus I've put towards kind of aimlessly plowing through my work with no clear plan. I've shared this with you over the years of coming back to the podcast because it's been a very heightened passion of mine to sort this out. And I'm still on the journey, but I am more passionate than ever about this concept of planning and envisioning for yourself. So When I say to you in this episode, how do you want to feel in 2021, this is kicking off a few more episodes around planning. And if you haven't yet, let me quickly remind you to join the Successful Artist Plan for 2021. It's a little mini course I put together and some worksheets. It's five steps towards 
the start of your successful planning. And then stay tuned because I'm hosting a challenge for the second time. I'm hosting a planning challenge where I'm going to take you to that next level from the mini course and really step you through over five days how to put your, well, really how to craft your plan from a bigger vision, like we're starting to talk about today, all the way down to how are you going to plan your weeks in the coming year. And there's all kinds of strategy around that and a lot of suggestions and a lot of trial and error. I have I have experienced as I become more adept at this whole planning thing. As I said, I'm a free-spirited creative, loves her spontaneity, totally resisted structure. Like I didn't realize how much I resisted structure. I'm sure Sean could, speaking of, attest to that because he is not that way. And he is also very creative, but he is an amazing planner, accomplisher, get it done right away, doesn't resist structure kind of person. But we balance each other really well because I'm great at vision, (laughs) great at vision and getting into the ethereal, like, how do you want to feel in 2021? So what does that even mean? If we're going from the be do have model, well, I want to feel more peaceful. I want to feel even more organized, more profitable. I want to feel even more ease that I've started to glimpse this year. I want creative inspiration to flow. I want to inspire the people I have the opportunity to work with and the team members I get to bring on. I want to be a really um, valuable and um, just a valuable part of my community. I want to give more. I want to find more opportunities to offer help beyond my community, but start reaching even outside of my community. I have all of these areas that I want to start helping with. And I don't know what all of that looks like. Okay. I don't know what all of that looks like yet, but that's okay. I want a sense of grounding and an unwavering continued dedication to my dream and my vision a fluidity and a flexibility around my intuition and where I'm being guided next. I want to be completely free. It's it's relinquishing more and more day by day, completely free of any sense of where I need to be in comparison to anyone else. If this engagement taught me anything, which it taught me a lot, that's one of them. It doesn't matter. Your timing is your timing. And that's the beginning for me. That's the beginning for me of how I want to feel. And so knowing that, what are the steps that are going to get me there? Also, you know, feeling really supported and seen in the communities that I choose to be a part of and offering that to the people I connect with, both family, friends, the communities that I lead and mentor. 
That's really important to me. I've just started putting together this list. And yes, as I speak it out to you, new ideas are coming to me. So if you're like me, sometimes it's great to chat this through with someone you know. You could both talk about what you envision for yourself. And if you genuinely feel like, well, I don't even know how to do that because this year has been so challenging for me, I encourage you to try. What happens is when you ask yourself these questions, you open up the part of your mind to answer them. If you say, I don't know, or I don't even want to think about this. I don't even know how I want to feel. What do you mean? You start arguing for your limitations. You will get more of that. You will not open the channel to your intuition that may have some guidance for you simply by asking the question. And so it's, it's really important. It's not your usual, what do I want to accomplish in 2021? That comes next. You'll know what you want to accomplish based upon how you want to feel So if I want to feel more peace and ease around the work I'm doing, including profitability, I already know this intellectually, but I'm taking my next steps. I'm very excited. I'm excited to share more with you. I know I have to get support. I got to get more support in a different capacity within my team. And that will bring more of that to me. It's not going to be, I'm going to take on this other new project and I'm just going to go through it all by myself and hope it works. Fingers crossed. That's not going to be it for me because I know, I know that from experience, there is no peaceful, no peaceful, no, that's stressful. That's a lot of pressure. It's not really a wise choice for the kind of business owner I intend to be. And in my mind, I'm currently trying on for size already. It works, friends. It really works. I imagine all this space and time for me to focus on my evolving work as a painter. Yes, I I imagine that before the end of the year. That's what I imagined for this year, going into this year. And the way that I'm setting up my year, I can see that it is coming. And I can also see that just starting to put these kinds of approaches to my planning in place is making a difference. And it is a practice. It is not something that you just decide per se because you have to sort of try and get yourself to a place of belief over what works for you and what doesn't. It's not enough to write your goals on a calendar, as I've talked about. It's not enough to listen to a mentor, someone like me, talk about what's worked for them or to take a course or a challenge, although I totally invite you to do both because they've made huge differences for me. You still have to believe that it's worth it for you. And that's not something anyone else can do for you, but hopefully... With these podcasts, with the challenge, with mini course, with me sharing stories of how I've gone through this journey myself, it will inspire you to at least be open. 
and explore new approaches and new ideas because a lot of times, you know, I, I used to write things down and I definitely accomplished them. Maybe not on the timeline, I thought, but but they got done. But there's so much I just left open-ended, like a lot, a lot. And it's not that it, I didn't make it through, but it kind of left me aimless in a lot of ways and very susceptible to comparison, very susceptible to any failures that were happening, very susceptible meaning to that bringing me down. I didn't have as sure a footing as I thought when things started to shift and pivot in my business and I needed to pivot and grow because as I had shared, I had kind of started to stall out without realizing why. And because I chose to make changes to move in a different direction, to start to repair from that, that's when I started learning what was going on. And a lot of that was due to people further ahead than me in business saying, hey, psst, <laughs> I've been where you are. Here's what worked for me. Give give it a whirl and see what happens. And so I've, I've given a number of things a whirl and... The relief I feel of having this kind of clarity, which was starting last year, if you go back and listen to those podcasts from one year ago, it was really starting to get dialed in. And now that just went to a whole other level. And also, you know, nothing is worth the sacrifice of how I want to feel. Am I saying that? Am I saying that right? It's not worth it to me. (laughs) Not this business, quite honestly. You know, I love my business, but it's not worth me losing peace over it anymore. Just, it really isn't. I've done it for too long. Clearly, it's not a proclamation that there won't be challenges, but I'm not disturbing my peace over it. Not with comparison, not with expectations, not with the timeline that I think I'm supposed to be on. No. I've proven it to myself. I've done it. Remember what I talked about last week in in the reframing of your successes? Something about that conversation I had with members in my coaching group and with me? I'm done. I'm done with approaching it from that old perspective. I have done a lot in my life. And when I was looking at that those blog posts with Sean... I couldn't believe how much I've done, and I am still in a place where I am trying to prove and convince, prove myself and convince others of my ability to lead or have knowledge around this. Not anymore, friends. Not anymore. And please don't assume that if you're starting out and you're just being introduced to me and you're listening to me for the first time, that I have no clue what it's like to A not make a living from my art, to have nobody buy my work, to run myself into debt in the process of that, to hold on to my dream like nobody's business, to not also want to give up many times but didn't. I know. That is why I'm here. This isn't just me wanting to hear myself talk. I am and have been passionate about sharing my journey with you to make it easier for you. That's all. 
And I am so thankful for the mentors who also share that passion who are doing it for me. I would not be where I am without that knowledge, that insight, whether it's books, podcasts, mentors I work with personally, people I coach with. I'm eternally thankful. And it's what brought me back to this podcast. Actually, yeah, we didn't celebrate. Woohoo! Two years, two years back to the podcast. It's what brought me back to teaching. I was here first to the podcasting world. I was one of the first to the online teaching world. I left because I doubted myself. How dare I do such a thing? How dare I? And I say the same to you. How dare you doubt yourself when it comes to your art, when it comes to the gifts that you have to share with others, when it comes to what's possible for you? You owe it to yourself to see that through. And how does the person on the other side of that dream that will always evolve and grow It's not like you get done with something, but you may start to feel like I do where you feel complete in your pursuit of it. And now you just want to take it to an even more refined level and experience in this world to help more people. How does that person feel when they aren't having to prove themselves, when they aren't feeling doubt about what they've done or haven't done, when they aren't judging their timeline, when they aren't judging other people who are in the same field and successful, maybe on paper more successful. Again, we don't ever know what anyone's life is like inside or anyone's internal world for that matter is inside. But whatever reasons you're using to not feel in the most a whole ideal, I just keep leaning towards the word peaceful, I think because this year has felt like so much chaos that's also just been asserted to the entire planet that all I want truly is to find peace for myself and share that with others. I am proudly ambitious and have great vision for my life and the success that I want to experience in my business, personally, monetarily, all of the things. But I really just want to peacefully find my way there. There's a sense of calm, a sense of groundedness, and an eternal gratitude for all the opportunities that are being given to me, even if they don't look like what I thought they should or they don't even look like what I think I want because every challenging experience has brought me here. Every win has brought me here. Every moment of confusion has brought me here. And I'm like, oh, I am just dialing this in. (laughs) I was talking to somebody about 20 years out of me and they were saying the same thing. I'm just figuring this thing out. So I know that it's an eternal process, but there's definitely a sense of wholeness that has come to me in a way that I'm trying to think if I, I certainly did want it and I feel it. 
I don't know if I can fully articulate it, but I'll keep you posted. And it's not just because I'm engaged. (laughs) That's really nice. But I know I felt it before all of that happened. This year has been a year of a lot of internal work. It has been a gift in that regard to not be distracted by a lot of doing on the outside of more being, being with Sean and together we've been growing and, and working on just healing parts of our life and traumas that we experience. I know both big and small and just trying to grow as to be, you know, a better human being to be calmer, (laughs) calmer, peaceful. I don't know. Now I'm just rambling. Now I'm just rambling, but you know, you know what I mean? I've said it a number of times. There's a feeling that exists and I get more and more glimpses of it. And I can always tell when I fall backwards and I get really frustrated or I just have to vent or I just have to be super judgy. Those times are less and less, and they're starting to become what's unfamiliar to me. And the more loving, more compassionate, more proud of just my own accomplishments and who I have become in this world, the the feeling of more wholeness, that's becoming more dominant. And I'm super grateful for that. And like I said, I got here because I went through some stuff and instead of it taking me down, it just caused me to forge ahead. That's how I do and find more reasons to appreciate all that I do have and all the possibility and opportunities that are here for us today. And I just want nothing more than to encourage the same for you. All that's possible for you. I always want to remind you. I can't do it for you. That's for you to do. You're the only one. But I can definitely be there as a reminder and definitely be there to share what I learn and I figure out for you to try on for size and see if it works for you because you want to find what speaks to you, what lights you up, what you feel passionate about, especially when it comes to having a vision for your life. And ultimately in closing, you know, the reason I say, how do you want to feel in 2021 is that we want what we want because we think it will make us feel a certain way. So get really honest with yourself and if you want recognition and you want money and if to some degree you feel like fame might bring that to you or some of those feelings that aren't always supported, I want you to just, or celebrated, most people are like, oh, you want fame? (laughs) It's just, we don't, I don't know. We have ideas about what people are supposed to want. I want you to step it back and say, why do you want that? Why? Always ask yourself, why do I want this? So if you know, also, if you don't have the answer to how you do want to feel, how don't you want to feel? 
if it feels out of control, chaotic, other people pulling your strings, like you're on an emotional roller coaster, perhaps, you know, um, feeling broke all of the time, feeling frustrated, challenged, whatever it is, maybe you're not feeling as healthy as you want to feel. I absolutely want to continue to feel in as good, if not better health than I do now. This has been a really transformative year for my health as well. What does that look like for you? So if you don't want to feel this way, the opposite of it is how you want to feel overwhelmed. Perhaps you don't want to feel overwhelmed. So you want clarity and focus and peace and trust that you're, you'll get done what you need to get done. So all the goals you have, you want to accomplish them because they will give you something that you want that you believe will make you feel better. So just start feeling that way now. And that is the be, do, have model. When you be what you want to have now, either your attachment for it will decrease, but you will grow into the person who has it. You will naturally attract it. It will be a part of who you are. And that, my friends, that's it. I know, it sounds counterintuitive, right? But it's not. Trust me, I've tried. I've tried the other way. I've tried the other way, proven to myself. Maybe you can relate. Mm, Not so much. Plus, it just feels so much better to feel even better now. All right, friends, I am thankful for so much of 2020, honestly, for how I have grown and how my business has grown, how I've had the opportunity to connect with so many more of you, for a lot of the art that I've made that I'm so proud of, for how Sean and I have grown as humans and in our relationship, how many of my close relationships have deepened how a lot of past resentments and resistance has dropped away. And I can also happily kick this year to the curb and say, I am ready and excited for a brighter 2021, a prosperous one filled with good health, lots of creativity. Of course, I wish for you all the ways that you want to feel one year from now and to begin living them now. Cheering you on. Wish you a happy start to the new year. Keep taking good care, friends. Hang in. There are lights at the end of the tunnel. And I just think there's going to be a lot of celebrating soon and the opportunity to do so in person again. And I certainly am looking forward to a wedding. There's not going to be a Zoom Monday. No Zoom wedding here. We're going to wait until we can celebrate with loved ones. All right, friends. I'll see you again in 2021. And don't forget to go to creativethursdaycourses.com or in my bio on Instagram at creative Thursday. Actually it's everywhere. Creativethursday.com as well. And jump into the successful artist plan 
for 2021 if you haven't already. And then also stay tuned for the planning challenge. It's starting January 11th. There will be an invitation to register and join us and we'll be coming together for five days to really work through this more, talk through it more. But this is where it starts. How do you want to feel in 2021? Until next time, friends, thank you for listening. Creative Thursday is recorded and produced by me, Marisa. You can find all things Creative Thursday at creativethursday.com and creativethursdaycourses.com. You can find links to the successful artists plan for 2021 at all of the locations, including at Creative Thursday on Instagram. And if there's an invitation that goes out during the release of this podcast and the next one for the planning challenge to really plan for a profitable art business this year, I will drop the link in the notes that are on the blog post. So all of these episodes link to my blog now at creativethursday.com and I will make sure that we update the invitation there. But stay tuned because email, it will be going out and that's really the best way to stay in touch with me and be first to know about that challenge. I am so excited to host it. I have so much new new ideas to share with you and it's going to be a lot of fun. I really, really anticipate a lot of brightness ahead for us. So happy 2021.